Incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Here at Latest PS5, we thank you all for listening to our show. We are two industry veterans who have worked within the video game industry for over 25 years. But we've been gaming for much longer than that. And it is that passion which brought this show together. Just two gaming dads with a love for PlayStation. Each week, we record and release our main podcast show titled Latest PS5. This show is available on all podcast services such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud and more. In this show, we go through all the latest news in the world of PlayStation, we answer your questions and in the most fun part of the show, Alex shows his freaky ability to be able to gauge which character we're talking about in Jeopardy form and Sonny shows his PlayStation encyclopedic memory as he's able to answer some very tough PlayStation questions. Can you guess the characters in Jeopardy? And can you get these PlayStation questions correct? To keep this show running, we have set up and host a Patreon for latest PS5. It is here where you can have access to a second PlayStation podcast each and every week titled Latest PSX. In this show, we deep dive into particular topics, run down our top lists, predict upcoming shows and so much more. As well as the audio, there are video versions of each show available for our Patreons. Each and every show in either format is available via early access as well, so you get early access to the show before it goes live on free feeds. So what are you waiting for? Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5 and from just one dollar or one pound or one euro, whatever currency you use, Each and every week, you could listen to two Jack Daniel drinking, PlayStation loving, Xbox and Nintendo bantering, Tekken arguing, PS5 owning dads who are discussing real news each and every week. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the latest PS5. I'm your host, Mr. Alex Sylvester. And with me as always, my co-host, Mr. Sonny Sangera. How are you doing today, mate? I'm doing great, mate. I'm doing great. Really excited. So much news to talk about, and I love it. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting show. Well, you guys can be the judge, but yeah, we've got a lot. So make sure you keep your ears peeled because there's got some really interesting uh, news articles that you don't want to miss. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, what have you been playing? Uh, well, oh, yeah, give me an update. Give me an update. Listeners, <laughs> <laughs> the saga, the Jurassic World saga. Go on. <laughs> So what's happening? I love the fact. I got my team for this. <laughs> for for anyone who's obviously in not a patron, like who listening to the show, uh, I literally said, "Well," and with a tiny smirk, and Alex just went off because he knows what I'm talking about. So, <laughs> as I said, I was gonna do because I'm very very particular about this shit, especially when it's one trophy for a platinum. Yeah. So I emailed Frontier, and I was like, yeah. "What's up?" listen what and i told them the whole situation and they were like okay let's get back to you did it and then they were asking what version we got so i took screenshots of my transaction history from the playstation or took pictures of the database and i was like i said look i'm going on every single walkthrough guide which is against my judgment and they're all saying i need the dr Wu expansion and blah 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 and they said well lucky for us all these guides are completely wrong you Ah. don't need to do that you just need to do this two minutes later got my platinum (laughs) boom Got my well done, man. Well done, man. Because that, I didn't ask you when you said that, when you showed me, I was like, hold on, what? How the hell do you do that? Because I know you weren't going to break your rule of what? buying that for the Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of principle. No, no. Or did so, he crack? Did he crack? No, no. Uh, yeah, no, so, no. Hold on. so you actually wrote to them. You actually got in contact with the developers. I did. Wow. I did. I was like, listen, don't get in the way of a man and a platinum trophy, especially when it's and one a platinum left. trophy. But yeah, like, yeah, literally, um, shout out to Frontier. <laughs> Uh, it's yeah. Frontier Help on Twitter. They were amazing. They were quick. They were detailed. 
We got the yeah. goal in the end, you know. So I got my platinum in that and uh, picked up Call of Duty Vanguard and finished it already. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. So how long Dude. did that take then? So what, what uh, was it? The no, main campaign? So, how long is it looking? Uh, I basically, um, yeah, it's just one of them where I just thought, oh, I don't want to spend all the money on COD because I know the campaign's not long. And then I realized yeah. that, oh, a supermarket here is selling Call of Duty Vanguard for £58. Okay. The cash trading at CEX for Call of Duty Vanguard is £51. So I thought, oh, I could get the game, clock the campaign and get and only have paid £7 for it. And then, you know what I mean? I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. So I picked up Call of Duty, installed that motherfucker for ages and played it nonstop, finished it. And tomorrow yeah, yeah. I'll take it back to CEX and get most of my money back. So I'm just like... Oh, well, you hear it here first, ladies and gentlemen, the hack that you need to jump on. Well, I'll tell you straight, guys. Uh, I... I'm somebody who's played all of the Call of Duty single player campaigns or the campaigns in co-op since like Modern Warfare, even before that, talking back PS1 days. Well, and this is one of the best campaigns I've ever played in a Call of Duty game. They've got the structure really? right. They've got yeah. the story right. It's not bouncing all over the place. It's just something happens at the beginning and then they're all telling their story, which leads to the contribution as to why they were in that first mission in the first place. And then you know mm. where you are, and then it's bang. And the campaign itself and the game itself, it does what Call of Duty does best. It's uh, a beautiful-looking shooter. It's yeah. stable frame rates. It's absolutely bombastic. You know what I mean? Mm. It, this is the last action hero of games. You know, People criticize really? COD for okay. all the time. That's like... fine, but you play Call of Duty for great gunplay, um, tough enemies and amazing set plays. And you see that in all the mm. videos when they showed Call of Duty before release, you know, at presentations yeah. and stuff. And it lives up to the hype, definitely. Um, shout out. It's like an old school, they've, they've thrown it back, haven't they, to like the World War II, is it? Is it World yeah, War yeah, it's gone back to World War II. Uh, there's, it's really diverse based on the throwback missions as to why they were in that first mission that you're in. Um, oh, nice, Okay. But there's really elaborate cutscenes in between, yeah. so you understand what you're about to do and things. It's like, nice. you know, you've got snow levels in Russia, you've got desert in Iran, you know, so you've got mm. landscapes all over the place, you know, which is great. Nice. Um, and what's really cool about it is Activision have listened to the install size issue. Um, yeah. If you anyone who got Cold War from last year understands paying almost 200 gigabytes. So what it does now... <laughs> is it installs the game at about 40 meg uh, 40 gigabytes and then you have to download two campaign packs which add to it, it takes it to about 63 64 and then in the settings menu again you can play at 120 frames per second or you can focus on resolution but the cool nice. thing about the resolution is there's an option to stream super enhanced textures into the game you can turn that off. You don't need to have that and your install size won't grow or you can set it to the maximum, which is what I did, obviously, which will yeah. knock on another like 50 gig throughout the game. But it's yeah. it's streamlining in super textures. And oh, I mean, I sent you the videos. It is yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked gorgeous. Stunning. It is stunning. Yeah, it, like it It's so good. good. And just a shout out to the ray tracing and the uh, the reflections are stunning on that. Like I, There was a scene I sent to Alex, which was... I was standing in front of a burning building and the fire on that building was in all the puddles. It was every time I moved around, it was moving around on my gun. I was just in awe. Ooh. And the sound, I played the game in my headphones, in my 3D audio headsets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 3D audio. So good. Yeah, yeah. That's the way Highly great. recommend it. Even if you don't play Call of Duty and you don't want to spend the money, if you want to play it for £7, you can do it the way I just told you. Buy it quickly, <laughs> finish it in two days, and then take it back to CX, or wait until it goes on offer, because the campaign alone is worth the money. It's that good. You pay, you pay 50, 60 quid for games that are similar length. I mean, I think it's about six, seven hours. You know what I mean? And there are games that are that that you pay that for, but I mean, yeah. you pay £15 to go to the cinema to watch an hour and a half, and the COD campaign is so good. So highly... Yeah. Highly recommended for people. What about you? What have you been yeah. playing? Well, um, uh, listeners of the show will know that I'm slugging my way through uh, Horizon uh, Zero Dawn. I was about to say Forbidden West. I can't wait, though. Um, but, yeah, so I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I think I'm about maybe like four missions away from the end. So um, definitely by the end, 
of uh, next week. <laughs> I should have completed it all. I think it's like deep secrets or something. Um, but yeah, man, it's the game's phenomenal. Uh, I don't have to rave, rant and rave about it the whole time. Even my kids are like loving it. I mean, they're, good. they're watching videos good thing, on YouTube. Though. They love, they know all the monsters, all the different machines, everything like that. But it's, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, even though I've had mm. to take off a lot of the uh, on-screen displays, you know, because it's just, it's not, it's not helpful, especially when kids are picking up on every single last detail. But um, but yeah, yeah, good game. Uh, and I'm loving it. And I just can't wait to uh, make a start on um, either God of War or Uncharted 4, because... Uh, yeah, there's, there's a bit uh, of heat I wouldn't play. Um, uh, oh, you've already got it free in the play. Is it free? Have you got it free? Got it free already? Yeah, it's just. Oh yeah, wait. I was, was gonna like, say, yeah, don't, yeah. I, was, I was like, don't, don't wait for the other one then, isn't it? Just, just, no, just, no, no, just no, play no, no. it. Just like, yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> but, just, just jump I mean, I'll it. give a shout out to um, uh, Uncharted Four because what you're gonna play yeah. has no real like PS5 patch to it or anything. That's what the new version is. So you're gonna play yeah, it yeah. as the pro. Was there a pro patch? I think there was a small pro patch for it just was to there? give it better. But even then, the game is stellar. It looks stunning. And dude, yeah, yeah. it's a faster Last of Us, but Indiana Jones. That's all you got to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know That's what I mean? But I would really advise good. you mm-hmm. to, to really get the most out of Uncharted 4 and not waste hours and hours playing each game. I mm. would YouTube. I'll send you the link, but I would YouTube 1, yeah. 2, and 3 because you to really truly get the story you need to know yeah, the characters yeah, okay. more okay. than the story so yeah yeah right, i would right, i'll right, youtube right. it to you um yeah yeah nice, and then nice, do nice. It that way but yeah i'm jealous cool. that you're gonna get to play uncharted 4 for the first time the game is oh, so wait, good man. you know what I mean? yeah especially on the ps5 especially with load times being practically nothing you know I'm, I'm loving it right now man this is like the ps4 pro pro but anyway talking about the ps5 now uh, you are what mission did... oh, sorry did you say deep what secrets I'm... Yeah, that was like a massive arena. There's like a massive arena. Deep Secrets um, of the Earth. That's the name of the yeah. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. I remember that mission because it's pissing. And me I've off. just gone. I've just gone into the you know, or well, just underground basically, and um, and that's 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 where I stopped it. That's where I stopped it. But it seems like there's it's like another one of those um hidden bunkers. You know those um. Uh, those those hidden facilities which are based in a lot of the mountains which are like dotted around the edges of the um yeah so you're about map. i think it's five missions from the end on that five one. five missions so you're not yeah, far. Yeah, yeah you're not far and i've also got the uh frozen uh what's the expansion pack as well frozen world frozen world frozen yeah yeah so um there's a couple of uh machines that i need to try and um have you got the suit yet that i was telling you have you found the no, suit? no i haven't i have Dude. seen videos of the suit no, where no, do no. you where is it in fact yeah yeah we'll go on. just google it and do it just google <laughs> it and I will, do it I will, uh, I will, you're I will. already at a left part in the game where you can go back because you've got to remember mm. when you find it it sits in the mission yeah. list and then when this is what i love about horizon whatever you select yeah. the map will change for you just focus yeah, on yeah, that. yeah yeah i think yeah. you're further far yeah you are far enough in the game where it will show you where you need to do everything and because once yeah. you get that suit oh my god yeah it's yeah yeah, so yeah. Cool, it's man. bad it's opens up <laughs> it's so cool all right then yeah, come on, come on, come on. We, can, we can talk about this all day but the game's amazing people if you're listening if you haven't played it yet please just go download it it's free isn't it so uh and everybody likes free right is it still available or is it just uh, limited it's available it? in the playstation plus collection i take that plus. back no it isn't in the playstation plus collection oh. it was the game for home if you stay at home game that's what a home was. game. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But uh yeah, what a game. What a game. Um, all right, so let's just dive into the news. <laughs> That's what y'all came here for. Um, all right then. Uh first of all, this has been one of the biggest um articles that have landed this week. Um, and it's not gonna be really nice for Sony. Uh hacking group uh fail overflow have revealed that they have achieved a major milestone in jailbreaking the PS5, tweeting another one bites the dust. Accompanied by what looks like an image of the console's root keys, they also wrote, we got all symmetric PS5 root keys. They can all be obtained from software, including per console root key. If you look hard enough, the group previously managed to circumvent the PS3 security measures over a decade ago. And it should be noted that this doesn't necessarily mean that the group has managed to fully bypass the security measures on the PlayStation 5. Acquiring the root key is definitely a key step, though. Elsewhere, the group has um, the group were asked on Twitter if the root keys could be rotated easily, which they replied, "No." Wow, I know someone's not going to be sleeping well tonight. What do you think, man? 
Sony's well, not going to be very happy about this. Dude, listen, <laughs> I mean, I know what this is all about because obviously we were all there for the PSP, PS1, yeah. PS2 days. Well, me and you were definitely. But uh, yeah. for the listeners that don't understand fully, uh, just go into a bit of detail really fast on what jailbreaking is to a console. Okay. All right, then. So really quick, jailbreaking into a console is essentially what it sounds like. <laughs> Consider that when you get your uh, console from the shop or any retailer, it's like a walled garden. You're not supposed to go out of this walled garden. You're supposed to stay within parameters, which most people do. But then you have some ambitious uh, programmers or hackers who see it as being a challenge. They want to try and break through this walled garden, uh, just like this group, Fail Overflow, who's obviously done it in the past for the PlayStation 3 as well as the PSP. Um, and basically what they do is that they hook up their computer to their PS5 and do their best to break open this wall garden or they break out of the jail. So the jail breaks, the jail is then broken. And then they're able to uh, have privileged access to various parts of the console, which would normally be reserved to the developers um, or the um, makers of the console like um, Sony. So um, this is not always, well, this is a good thing if you're a developer, but it's not a good thing if you're like the average Joe public. You know, you're not supposed to know exactly how the inner workings of the PlayStation work. And what it also enables you to do is to potentially exploit to the point where you could run um, bootleg games, essentially. Yeah, so, and this is obviously going to be a major concern for Sony as that's their profit, right? They don't need a system, their brand new cash cow to suddenly be leaking um, milk, as it were. You know, they want to make sure that they can actually retain all the profits as much as possible. So this is definitely going to be something which is going to be keeping them up all night. I know Sony's got some of the greatest minds uh, in terms of the programming scene uh, working on this issue right now. I'm sure they're very aware that this has happened. But from what we've seen right now, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good. Um, typically from uh, fail overflow, he would normally like crack open the system and uh, just leave it, you know, that just pretty much just show it as being a um, a, a trophy in his cabinet, you know, to say, yeah, okay, I've done this and this is what you could do. And essentially um, there is a program, which I think Sony has actually enforced, which is called the Hacker One program, I believe. Mm. Um, and that is to encourage hackers uh, that if they do actually, yeah, to break it, yeah. So basically, if they do find any exploits, uh, Sony will actually go over to those hackers and actually pay them uh, for the code. You know, I mean, which obviously helps everybody. They get a bit of cash, and Sony gets a more secure console. So that potentially could be a case for hack the Hacker One program. However, if, in any case, it's especially in such an early stage in the product's life cycle, it's never a good sign to show that um, it could easily be hacked. Well, not easily be hacked, but it's potentially hacked, hackable. Um, and obviously, um, as Failover so has said, it's not easy to um, to do this, especially with the root keys, which are an important component in terms of hacking a console. But after a couple of tries, you know, you could actually make certain processes a lot easier, a lot more simpler to the point where you could just say, okay, then we'll download this one patch to any PS5 and it will open it up fully. So um, Sony's obviously very concerned about this. And um, but well done to fail overflow i mean obviously coming from the playstation 3 obviously the playstation 4 I believes they uh, exploited one of the uh, patches there um and the psp you know they managed to was it to get gta running on there successfully so mm. yeah it's good and it's bad at the same time but then if you look at a company like nintendo look at nintendo you know they released a bloody console which could easily be hacked with a paperclip you know so um <laughs> This, at least Sony can actually uh, rest easy knowing that it's not as easy as hacking, you know, uh, a, a Nintendo Switch with a paperclip. So, hmm. I think it's anyway. one of them though as well with Sony and Microsoft. <laughs> they've learned a lot over the generations. Obviously, with PS One, PS Two, PSP, there was no store. It was easy to hack. Uh, once it's hacked, it's hacked. Now we have the mm -hmm. PlayStation stores. We have software updates. We have things like that. And don't get me wrong, everybody wants free games. It would be yeah. amazing, but I mean, to think that, yes, the PS3 was hacked, but even on PC, where Sony are not even defending PS3 software anymore or stopping them, they're barely mm. running because of the cell yeah. chip. That's how crazy that yeah. technology is. And PS4 oh, and Xbox One, yeah, there was reports of this and that, but they just kept getting nullified by updates and things. And the same thing will happen here, which is a shame because who want, doesn't want free games? But... Yep. The flip side of all that good news is it's hacking that uh, trying to hack consoles that opened up the PSN for the outage and Xbox Live. Mm -hmm. 
financial our financial information is on the PlayStation Store. So I don't think we've got anything yeah. to worry about. It's always cool to see. Um, I think the biggest thing cool. that fail overflow and hackers will want is to be able to open source a browser onto the PS5 because then you can play Game Pass on there, can't you? So yeah. that's the goal. That is the uh, goal. Not to forget Stadia. Not to forget Stadia. Exactly. All right. So that's, that's, uh, the, that's the end game for them. So we'll see yeah, where they that go is. on that front. But um, yeah. yeah, really, really interesting. And yeah, we do miss the days of the PS1 and the uh, PS PlayStation 1. I mean, you can hack it over a weekend. The PlayStation, that is the reason in my eyes that the PlayStation 1 was so popular, you know, because it was down to piracy. And I think oh. that's the same with most industries, you know, uh, when it it's came so to uh, DVDs. You say that because over the last two or three years, <laughs> alongside the Nintendo Switch, there's also been an upsurge in paperclip sales. Just saying. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you noticed that. <laughs> 200 million. I've said it before, said it once, and I'll say no, it again. No, 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 the Nintendo Switch will hit 200 million. But then again, yeah, with an article that we're going to go into a bit later, well, pretty much shortly, that might not happen. But anyway, okay, uh, well, obviously, um, sticking with the innards of a console, number two's flip, it's not been reported by a lot of outlets, but this is massive. And when I say massive, I mean in the future for the you know, the end of this generation going into the next generation, this could be fundamental to Sony, and yeah. that is uh, number two. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Co., or in short, TSMC, said on Tuesday it would build a $7 billion chip plant in Japan with Sony Group, a move that was welcomed by the Japanese government. Sony will invest about $500 million into the factory, it stated separately. The plant will produce 22 nanometer and 28 nanometer chips to address strong global demand for specific speciality chip technologies they said mm-hmm. they specifically then speciality specifically, yeah. construction mm-hmm. of the factory which local media said last month would supply semiconductors to sony for various products will begin in 2022 with production set to begin in early 2024 alex we have covered the shortage for months on end we've covered it from the actual semiconductors to silicon shortages to chinese shipping containers every facet of a potential shortage the latest ps5 has covered it and sony yeah. look like they're like okay never again we're not relying on a third party <laughs> for this yeah. seven billion dollars we'll give you 500 million is that enough okay. seven billion <laughs> in this dollars. deal sony comes across like a money loading wife right who is or a homeboy <laughs> who's coming in and is like okay you're a billionaire here's 50 dollars now we're a billion dollars and 50 you know what i mean like yeah I'm to you know, just a little bit more million in there but i mean 500 million yeah. could buy you a couple more you know insomniacs but instead sony are investing it in this factory what do you think about this because obviously tech is your big side and it's not just for sony it's for other companies as well this is absolutely for everybody. Okay, so TSMC, uh, they are the biggest, they're pretty much the go-to chip manufacturers in the world. So pretty much all the major manufacturers, whether it be um, the likes of, say, Tesla or even iPhone, some phone companies, and soon to be even Intel chips, all made by this one company. And it just makes this a lot more easy. They've got the resources, they've got all the tech to make sure that whatever spec that you want, it can easily be done just there, just Sorry. Um, I was going to say, it's it sounded like a train went past I know, I was what the hell was it? Um, but yeah, so pretty much it's like the one-stop shop. I mean, I'm just trying to see what you could compare it to pretty much. But any all the big major companies that you know of and love, they all get their chips made by this one company. And that currently well, it's based in Taiwan. So to ask you well, then, before you carry the on, um, Apple mm-hmm. have switched to all in-house chips. Google are advertising their yeah. new phones, that it's 100% Google now. It's their own chips. Are, yeah. are they making their own chips themselves or is it T? What they are doing, yeah, because they used to use companies like ARM and even Intel with Apple. But since they've pretty much expunged their contracts with those companies, they are now able to work with a company like TCMC or TSMC. What's it? TSMC. Yep. Sorry. And uh, give their exact specification for what they would like for a chip. So essentially, uh, companies like Apple and Google are actually getting their own tailor-made chips made by this company. So oh, wow. it's uh, and it's a good deal, and obviously it's a lot hell of a lot cheaper. They're going directly to the source, and uh, they are the leading um, edge, the bleeding edge when it comes to semiconductors in the world at the moment. I mean, there are a few other companies as well. 
but this is obviously a major milestone, um, especially in light of the uh, the shortage. The fact is that um, even the American government is making a massive stand with their new um, factory, which they're developing, chip factory, yeah, which well, I think they've got the first one, which is going to be built in Arizona, um, which should be ready by 2024. So you know even america's seeing exactly how much of a market that this will be and this is actually going to be part of their infrastructure i mean obviously they've pioneered pioneered technology from from you know from back in the 80s even before then in california and now they're ready to be uh, the kings again when it comes to semiconductors so mm. um and obviously it will just make things a lot easier for them but it is a bit worrying because especially for the playstation 5 they need semiconductors like every single operating system any computer needs um, semiconductors so the question is will this affect the playstation 5 sales um in the coming years because obviously from this article um they said that they'll be receiving um chips uh, for the sony um, products in 2022 um or which will begin in 2022 um, with production set to begin early 2024 so what that says to me is that we're looking at another at least another two, three years before we actually get back to a reasonable level where these chips are going to be readily available, um, which kind of indicates to me why Sony has made certain choices, especially with how they've been releasing some games, especially on the PC market. Um, but um, it's it's still up in the air. You know, it's 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 good that Sony's going to have a massive stake. And an interesting fact as well, Sony's going to be... Um, the 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 the, uh, the TSMC uh, factory which they're building is actually going to be on Sony's like campus, yeah. So pretty much Sony's just allowing them to yeah to pretty much utilize their uh, facilities as well because I think they're going to be building it quite close to their imaging um, uh, factory as well for their obviously for the Sony cameras. So they're going to have a really good partnership in terms of their phone market as well as even that could even lead into the PSVR as well. Um, so they're going to have a really interesting partnership. Uh, for the Japanese branch but uh, all in all what it says to me is that yeah the next couple of years is going to be very spotty and obviously none of these companies Sony including Microsoft as well as Nintendo are going to sell anywhere as much as they had projected for their investors uh, simply because this uh, chip semiconductor chip shortage it just seems to be indefinite right now you know because mm. this factory is not even built yet they're hoping that things are going to get ready for early 2024 and there's a lot of money on the line here but environmental factors can change that in a second you know and um yeah it's it's dicey times but at least we have companies who are willing to put their money where their mouth is uh, like sony to actually invest to make sure that they can at least secure or help secure the production of these chips so um yeah only only time will tell yeah and i mean it's interesting as well because it's not just sony it'll benefit like you know japanese companies it's not just japanese it'll be worldwide but i can imagine Mm. nintendo benefiting from this as well because sony are not stupid it's all about money you know playstation is just the key arm for sony but Mm -hmm. if nintendo approach and say we want you know 20 million semiconductors from this factory sony you know, yes, they got a stake in it. They'll be like, okay, how do you want that delivered? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so true. it's one of them. The more semiconductors going around, the better, because it means more consoles and things like that, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah but I heard to- even, not even chips wise, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. like, everything. Uh, what's it called? Yeah. It's ch- everything, even straws, straws at your favorite fast food restaurant. Yeah, there's, there's shortage of straws because the machines that they use to make the straws, you know, aren't working and they haven't got enough capacity to actually develop the straws. So basically it's, it's it's getting quite hard out there, you know. It's well, like, that's it's what not happens. Even just yeah. Yes, you want to run the world on electricity and things like that, but if you don't have the components yeah. to run it, then you you, you know, this is why Skynet take over in the end. <laughs> that's one <laughs> way to way stop, more efficient. Listen, that's one way to stop Skynet. Just don't have the facilities and the uh, materials to be built on. Yeah, and John but, Connor's um, there right now, stopping this factory from being built. That's what he has to do with Dyson, Miles Dyson. <laughs> Um, all right, let's so move it on, move it on, move it on. Okay, so as expected, uh, with any third party game these days, Sledgehammer Games, uh, Call of Duty Vanguard has performed the best on the PlayStation formats in the UK box charts, shifting 41% and 29% of all copies uh, on the PS5 and PS4, respectively. Now, that's amazing. 
uh, 41% on the PS5 and 29% on the PS4. Um, the game debuted at number one in all formats on the charts last week. Um, in comparison to the Xbox One, uh, they accounted for 90% of all copies sale, sold, while the Xbox Series X and S um, sold just 11%. Um, but these are all boxed charts, not including digital, obviously. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's just phenomenal. That is just phenomenal. I mean, the fact that, what, how many PlayStations are in the UK at the moment? I mean, they reached uh, that one million milestone in it's probably, early it's run. Probably, it's probably one one point one now as well. One point one. Not not even that. I'd probably say it's like one point zero five because consoles probably only coming. Yeah, I, I think they're probably. I think you're only probably seeing about five ten thousand a week in that yeah. coming into the UK. There's not that many. You got to remember, this is worldwide. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm presuming. It's it's basically they're looking at the UK and the American market, and the main thing is if, if those two markets and Germany are staying ahead of the PS4, then they're pretty confident they'll do it worldwide and they'll stay ahead of PS4 because those are the three markets where PS4 yeah. excelled tremendously. And if you can control yeah, yeah. those three in terms of pacing with PS5, you'll be fine. Yeah. But yeah, I spoke to somebody within the uh, industry who knows about shipping and how many, and it says yeah they're selling out, but they just cannot meet the demand at all it is, like yeah it's every every country there's some countries that really haven't awesome. had ps5 restocks in months wow you know i bet they'll have some for christmas well hopefully oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely crossed. but i mean to, yeah, yeah. when you consider that it's, it, it surprises me that playstation <laughs> accounts for 70 percent of cod's box sales because back yeah. in the ps3 era it was yeah. vice versa you know it was yeah, advertised yeah. and marketed through xbox it took one generation yeah. for sony to switch it you know what i mean that's crazy yeah. but 70 percent, and again you know the fact that it sold more on ps5 than ps4 even if that's you count amazing as well. that, that, that's massive you know and if you count mm. ps4 and xbox one they only finished slightly ahead of the PS5 alone. You know what I mean? That shows yeah, the PS5 yeah. and store base is growing, but just shows it's you how big rapidly. Call of Duty is. And let's be honest now, number one and number two in the chart, which you'll get to in a bit, unless there's a massive restock of Switches or Mario bundles, FIFA 22 and COD mm-hmm. are just going to navigate that number one and two spot now, aren't they? All the way through till Christmas. So. They pretty much just own this. They own these this week and at this period every year, it's just pretty much dedicated to Call of Duty and FIFA. Uh, but yeah, diving into the charts, uh, at number 10, we have Far Cry 6. At number nine, Fortnite Mighty Legends Pack. At number eight, we have Minecraft on the Switch. Uh, at number seven, we have... Did you just say? <laughs> uh, what's it going? Uh, at number seven, we have. Oh Animal no, that Crossing. was my chair. That was my chair. Even, oh, chair even your chairs, <laughs> even your chair is talking to match, man. Uh, but anyway, at number seven, we got Animal Crossing: New Horizons, still in the charts for a while. At number six, we have Marvel's Guardians of the, of the Galaxy, which is a game which I actually want to play because the reviews. I, been you know what? Good. I'll be honest with you. I was not interested in this game. I didn't yeah. like the way it looked and stuff. But um, no. a friend of mine uh, who's been on the show, Asim Tanvir. Yeah. Uh, you can head back and listen to his top five games of all time. Shout out, Uh yeah. <laughs> He, I listen to his obviously recommendations because he's like me. Mm. He's got similar tastes to me, and he really fucking enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I think he platinums. He only platinums games he really, really loves, and he's loved this game. Right. And he going really? into tonight, he was one trophy away from platinum. So I think he's platinum wow. right now. Wow, um, impressive, impressive. He really, really enjoyed it. So I'm going to give it a go. Uh, hashtag Oligono Solskjaer in. But yeah, carry on. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, jumping up to number five, uh, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, number four, America 8 Deluxe, a evergreen title. Mm. Uh, another one for the Switch. Um, and number three, another game for the Switch is Mario Party Superstars, which I've played with the kids and it's a lot of fun. It's just random nonsense, but it will keep you entertained. At number two, FIFA 22, which will pretty much just stay in the charts forever until this, the next one. And uh, Call of Duty uh, number... Uh, Call of Duty Vanguard tops the chart off at number one um, for uh, the second year running, what, the fifth year running? I mean, how often do they take over the charts uh, when it's they're crazy. released? It's crazy. Yeah, it, it's, is. It's, it, it is. It is absolutely crazy. Um, and, yeah, again, uh, shout out. I think Mario Kart 8 is Nintendo's um, GTA. You know, <laughs> it's always in the chart. <laughs> GTA, it is. GTA 5 it is. and uh, <laughs> Mario Kart 8. They're guaranteed all the time, no matter yeah. what. Shout out to Spider-Man. Again, absolutely killing it. You know, they know what they're doing. Uh, that game always does well. The fact two Marvel games in the charts, you know, massive. Yeah. 
Yeah, 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 good. And a shout out again to Mario Kart as well, because it is sold almost 30 million on one console. Oh my gosh. Yeah, what can I say? Nintendo is going to reach that 200 million in no so, time. But just anyway. As, uh, <laughs> just as you're on the chat, I knew I saw it earlier. So uh, yeah. the October totals came out. So okay. as expected, as we spoke about back in September, the Switch was the number one selling console in the UK for October. That was obviously coinciding with the launch of the OLED model. The launch of the OLED model helped drive sales as it accounted for 43% of all of Switch's sales. So of all the Switches sold in the UK for the month of October, 43% of them were the OLED model. PS5 was the second best-selling console, followed by the Xbox Series X and S. 288,632 consoles were sold in the UK for the month of October. Um, If I just scroll down, so if I go really quick, Mm. uh, top 20, Number 20, uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War. Number 19, Hot Wheels Unleashed. 18, Riders Republic. 17, Red Dead Redemption 2. 16, Miles Morales. 15, Super Mario 3D World. 14, Insurgency Sandstorm. 13, Resident Evil Village. 12, Demon Slayer. 11, Dark Pictures, House of Ashes. 10, Animal Crossing. 9, Mario Party Superstars. 8, Minecraft. 7, Mario Kart 8. 6, Metro Dread. 5, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxies. Guardians of the Galaxy, what? Four, <laughs> four, GTA 5, three, Jeez. Back for Blood, two, Far Cry 6, one, FIFA 22. So, yeah, FIFA 22 yeah. topping the charts. Yeah. Uh, Marvel's coming Double in eight. number five, but GTA still sitting in there, as we spoke about when it's yes. big sales. Still sitting pretty, yeah. <laughs> it is, it is, it is. But, um, but yeah, um, impressive. Kind of predictable, but um, it's it's good to see. Um, just I guess I'm still impressed the fact that the majority of uh, cards was sold on the PS5. I mean, that's just mm. that's just great. Well done, Sony. Uh, <laughs> well, well done. Uh, now there'll be more places though with the next new story where you can buy your PlayStation games from. Uh, because number four, Sony Interactive Entertainment has launched PlayStation Direct in the UK following its rollout in Germany and other European territories earlier this week. This means you can now purchase a PS5 and its accessories and games directly from Sony as stock becomes available. PlayStation Direct, as I mentioned, has launched across European territories such as UK, Germany and others over this past week. It's been available on states, on obviously in America, for I think it's just under two years now. Um, and what it basically is, it's another outlet, guys. So if you can't buy your PlayStation items from Game or Argus or Asda or Tesco or Amazon or Shop2, anywhere like that, PlayStation Direct is available where you can buy directly from Sony. I look at it and think, okay, will PlayStation Direct have a Black Friday sale at any point in the future or any extra sales to maybe pick up things? It's just another outlet for us to try and get stuck from, you know, which is great. Yeah. Um, but not much to say about this in that sense. I know Alex will be keeping an eye on PlayStation Direct when things are sold out. He'll be like, right, I can get a pad from here. Or as you mentioned, obviously, just recently yeah. released the um, the Black 3D audio headset is now, uh, the Midnight Black now is available, available oh on God. PlayStation Direct as well. Unfortunately, though, listeners, PS5 consoles are still out of stock. Imagine that. You launch your PlayStation Direct in the UK. Woohoo! Day one, PS5 yeah, yeah. sold out. <laughs> sold out. <laughs> Uh, but you can get a PlayStation 4, though, so uh, you might as well just jump on that one. Alex, can. Get that. Let's move on. Read number five. <laughs> Let's move on. Me. All right, cool. All right, then. So number five, ladies and the gentlemen, listeners, before Alex does, well, before Alex yeah. goes on, you might have heard the expression, you wait ages for a bus, you wait so long, nothing comes, and then two come at one time. This is that in video game form. Alex, read number five while I have a big <laughs> smile on my face. All right, then, ladies and gentlemen, VGC is reporting that publisher EA Electric Electronic Arts has officially given the green light to a new Fight Night game. <laughs> Internally codenamed Moneyball, a Vova project is currently on hold while developer EA Canada focus on, focuses on UFC 5. Mm. Uh, the game has already entered the early stages of development. However, according to an email circulated by EA Canada to its staff, the game is taking in a backseat while the team works on the next entry to the UFC franchise. Mm. The last Fight Night game, Fight Night Champion, was released back in 2011 on the PlayStation 3. Oh my God, that was time ago. (laughs) I can't believe it. 
It's yeah. me. That long, dude. And you, you, yeah. You've heard me. How many times have I mentioned it on episodes? I want to fight night. I want to yeah, fight yeah, night. Game. And now I get two. I got e-boxing and fight night. And it's weird though because yeah. e-boxing is it's losing mad. its shine because yeah. it went from a really promising looking boxing game to now it's all about investment and trying to get as many boxes. They're focusing so much on the press of signing boxes that it feels like yeah. they've forgotten about the actual game itself. You know, you need it's to put them into all. a game. And they've got to hurry up because if they take as long as they seem to be taking for this game and EA mm-hmm. announce Fight Night, then people are going to switch off and wait for Fight Night, you know, because they've got the yeah. branding. I doubt it's going to happen like that. I think they'll they'll obviously give us a date for e-boxing, but they're just really quiet on it. And this is not going to help them, if especially if yeah. EA. And EA are not dumb. They know when the market's hot. They know when to just put something out. Hence, you know, when they talked obviously about PGA Tour, to go up against um, 2K's golfing game as well. So I'm just hoping that obviously this becomes a reality because I love just more boxing games, please. The more simulations, the better. I just want to play Mike Tyson, you know, and bang my brother out. Want to play game. Mike Tyson? Mike Tyson, yeah. yeah. I mean, EA does well just to follow the trend. And I guess, you know, for the past, what, five, seven years, it's all been, it's all been about UFC, right? I mean, it's really peaked. Um, so I guess them now actually refocusing back on what actually made this um mm. department you know what it was known to i mean the the engine that they use in ufc is the same one that they use what's developed from the fight night engine wasn't it yeah, um, yeah. and that was some really groundbreaking tech so it'd be interesting to see how they're going to make fight night now look you know after uh, what they've learned from ufc so i'm looking forward to it i just hope they just get onto it just I, as soon honestly, as possible it was like literally we'd just do like mike tyson versus mike tyson me and my brother and <laughs> yeah. every time i beat him it was legit i'd kick his ass just take him apart anytime he beat me it was in my mike tyson voice uh my pad is broke my pad is broken you know uh any mike tyson in first yard always know what that was from i broke my back but uh moving on from fight night then uh, number six yeah uh, this broke actually the day after we recorded last week's episode and it went live so they couldn't <laughs> wait but we, we wanted to Difficult. do it because it is big news uh indie publisher devolver digital went public um this past week with Sony already acquiring a minority stake. It's the largest US-based company to ever go live on the London Stock Exchange, floating at around $950 million. Wow. Sony has already made a 5% investment in the publisher with Chinese video game behemoth NetEase purchasing an 8% stake. Devolver Mm. says its staff are still the majority owners, though, with its founders and all current employees owning a stake in the company. Now, obviously, Devolver Digital, uh, they were the ones that published Four Guys. They did Hotline Miami. They do the fun E3 conferences as well. Um, Mm. And what's really interesting about this, and it's a good thing, is A, unlucky, you only needed 50 million more to get to become a billion dollar company. Uh, that must have been a bit of a piss take at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, somebody was like, oh, we've already spent money on that semiconductor company, so we yeah, ain't got yeah, any more yeah. cash. But um, <laughs> what's really interesting as well is this this puts equity into Devolver Digital to spend money on development, doesn't it? Yeah, it goes. And with uh, well, Behemoth now, like uh, Four Guys, you know, um, and Hotline Miami. Uh, like you said, I mean, this is one of those companies which you don't really know of their games. I mean, they're not really massive games, but when they do make games, they are well, very lucrative, as you mentioned before. And I'm impressed to actually see that. Um, it seems like Sony's actually got them on the cheap. You know, they've, they've got invested in them very early, especially when we're going to go into a world where there's going to be a lot more um, online games, a lot more stream games. And obviously, Devolver Digital seems to be a company that's very well and very versed in making um, uh, highly profitable games you know, with a relatively low budget, but very highly imaginative. And I guess um, from what you were talking about, their, um, their E3 show uh, just before the show um, and how they're actually, they, they pretty much just make sure that their exhibition stand out amongst the rest. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, if you're next to your computer, just, just search Devolver Digital on Google and Devolver Digital E3 and check out some of the clips from the E3 shows. I mean, they're insane. <laughs> they've even had people like uh, Jason Momoa on there. Uh, they've had uh, their CEO coming out with blood coming out of their mouth. I'm thinking, what the hell is this company about? Um, and that's the way they're going to present their, you know, do their, um, their, um, their presentations. But anyway, 
I'm impressed to see that Sony's actually just making these big money moves and they're actually uh, setting the foundation, their infrastructure for the next or the foreseeable future. And Devolver Digital is um, obviously they, they don't make mistakes when, when Sony actually makes a good investment like we've seen uh, with Housemark and um, uh, who do we have? Obviously Insomniac Games, but for previously, you know, it always ends up working out well for them. So yeah, good on Sony, man. Good on Sony. Mm, excellent all right uh, so uh, okay dude so okay. obviously you've gone through all the news there and i know you're excited for this next bit because there is a hell of a lot of little extra news isn't there there is there is okay going straight into it rockstar games has announced a full track listing for grand theft auto trilogy the definitive edition uh confirming the score will match the 2014 versions of grand theft auto 3 grand theft auto vice city and grand theft auto san andreas now these were classic games obviously and i'm just so glad that they've actually brought them back out um, as a remaster or what do you call this one? Um, they're, anyway. they're, they're like re- they are remasters. They are remakes, kind of remasters. Remakes. Yeah, yeah. Because but... I thought it would have had the original soundtracks, you know. And yeah. Not yeah. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, due to licensing and uh, that's just the way it is these days, uh, they can't actually uh, carry those over to the digital version of the games. However, if you have got one of those legacy consoles, just go pick one up, <laughs> dead cheap, <laughs> and you definitely, can just enjoy it. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, moving on then. Uh, Microsoft announced earlier today players who pay for Xbox Game uh, Game Pass Ultimate will receive 75 days of free access to Crunchyroll Premium. Now, what makes this interesting, Crunchyroll was recently acquired by Funimation, who is owned by Sony which means we will have a Sony premium subscription service on Microsoft's flagship platform. It's Mm -hmm. not an entire additional subscription though, but it's still an interesting dynamic to see other, to see another intersection between Sony and Microsoft (laughs) in this way. You know, it dumbfounds me. So I'm thinking about the possibilities in my head, but I'm telling you, dude, possibilities it's are one step closer now. to what I said to you about that first party only game pass gonna come to PlayStation eventually. It will, but that like, will I'm pretty sorry. much that will probably that will probably have much happen. Obviously, we know that um Phil Spencer he definitely wants to get everything onto anything that has a screen, um, whether it be your phone, your fridge, or even PlayStation 5. And I just see that happening. It's they've they've changed the company now. I mean, this isn't the the same Microsoft Xbox division um, of yesteryear. You know, they are a lot more versatile. They're being a lot more horizontal in their approach. They just want to spread as much as and as fast as they can. So this is just another step, you know, down that slippery slope. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Talking about slippery steps, um, Polyphony Digital has popped the hood uh, on another behind-the-scenes look at Gran Turismo 7, confirming that the PS4 and PS5 racer will boast the most tuning parts in the series. Illustrious history. Um, so the video is available on Gran Turismo social channels. So do dude, check this that looks out amazing. It, dude, every time they yeah. do these like mini... So what they've done is they've filmed one big massive development diary, but they've broken it into like yeah. two-minute videos and things when it's talking about different things, whether it be about tuning or... Uh, photography yeah. or anything like that but anytime they show Gran Turismo dude this game just looks yeah. unbelievable it's real the game is literally real and obviously being able to tune the cars to crazy levels is insane and can't wait for this game you gotta step up though isn't it? I mean obviously when you've got the likes of uh, Playground Games coming out with the likes of Forza Horizon 5 you know and that game looks absolutely you know what it is, though? The thing about gorgeous. it is, though, you could play both because the to- Forza Motorsport is the one that you mm. put up against Gran Turismo. Forza Horizon yeah. is more of a need for speed sort of open world game. And they're stunning. They're yeah, amazing arcade. games. And they're a yeah, lot of yeah. fun. And, you know, it's free to people with Game Pass. So, obviously, I think they announced recently they've got like 4 million, 4.5 million players on day one across Game yeah. Pass. Day one. Um, which is massive for That's that, it. you know. But it's a great place to be where if you want an open world fun game, you can play Forza Horizon. If you want a real world simulation, you can play Gran Turismo, you know. So... Mm. I'm happy about that, you know, and I'm happy that Gran Turismo is coming out in a year when it isn't aligned with motorsport because then it'd be a bit boring, boring. So you can mix and match between both and have a bit of fun with it. Um, But uh, moving on to the next one, the Australian Ratings Board has posted up a 15 plus age rating for the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection, which was announced back in September for PS5 and PC. Nothing major there. Mm -hmm. We knew it's coming, but again, an age rating in Australia, which is stricter than other places as well. Yeah, they just need to uh, 
stop being snowflakes. But anyway, uh, Sega has just filed to trademark the name Sonic Frontiers, potentially indicating that the next Sonic um, get or potentially indicating the next Sonic game title. That's so, a mouthful. Um, yeah, the next Sonic. It is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's good to see that actually, like Sega's not giving up. Um, you know, because obviously Sonic is a massive franchise, especially uh, in light. Well, um, there'll be this the second film, which is should be released next year, isn't it? I think Sonic well, dude, Two. The first, the first the, one did phenomenally well. Did great. Uh, Sonic Colors mm. did uh, exceeded yeah. their expectations. Sonic yeah. Mania games have sold really, really well. So, you know, I think Sonic's on a resurgence back, you know, in a big yeah. way. So it'll be really interesting on that. But enough about Sonic. This is the game I want to talk about. So New Horizon Forbidden West details on the PlayStation blog uh, are available for you now. Uh, this time diving into what players can expect from the game's machines and how they mm-hmm. have evolved from the previous game. So head over to the PlayStation blog for all the information. You were talking about it at the top of the show about yeah, what you're amazing. playing horizon and listen like now that you're playing it you can go back and see how different that elephant combat was to what you're yeah. doing now can't wait for i this mean game. this is this is perfect i mean i just love the way sony actually released the game obviously for the uh, stay at home campaign um but yeah as soon as i finish this game i've only got to wait like a couple of months before the sequel so i'm loving it right now and the uh i mean what the developers have actually done for the first game alone i mean the way the machines interact with aloy the main protagonist is just amazing as well as the story so i'm really interested to see how that's going to evolve Definitely. um speaking about evol- evolution uh bioware has unveiled a fresh piece of mass effect 5 artwork as part of its annual N7 Day celebration, which seems to hint at the return of the GIF. Ooh, now I've played all the Mass Effect games. I can't yeah, yeah, tell this me. game. It's going to be good, dude. Big deal. It's GIF a big deal. Huge, huge. The GIF <laughs> yeah, are a bunch okay. of... The GIF is basically space Skynet. You know what I mean? Okay. Uh, so imagine yeah, yeah. that. Imagine Skynet in space, like a whole race of it. You know what I mean? I don't it's want to crazy. imagine that. That'd be, that'd be creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's cool, man. Uh, it's cool. And the picture, the poster they released for N7 Day was so cool. Uh, yeah. Can't wait for the game. It's going to be great. Nice. And then finally, and this is the biggest, like, you know, tease of all, <laughs> director of The Last of Us, Neil Druckmann, um, has changed his bio on Twitter. Obviously, now that he's finished directing the HBO series and he's teased fans with a new Twitter bio detailing his previous roles as a director. And at the end is listed director of that new title. Oh, my God. That new title. That new title. Interesting. You know, and instead of just talking about it, we'll go straight into the questions because you can carry on there. We've got our first question, haven't we, which relates to this. (laughs) It does. All right. So uh, we have a question from Jerry from Scotland. uh, And he asked, evening, Alex, and evening, Sonia. In fact, you probably do a better Scottish accent than me. Uh, Can I just say thank you for your show? It really helps me to be updated on all things PlayStation and to laugh as well. You're very welcome, Jerry. Uh, Not an easy combination to pull off. Well, you know, we try, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my question relates to Neil Druckmann teasing a new game. What do you think Slash wants it to be? Oh, interesting question there, Jerry. Ah, well, after becoming a recent fan of Neil Druckmann's work, especially after uh, completing Last of Us 2, uh, I would love it to be Last of Us 3 because I just love that world. I love that concept. But I also am aware that there are other things that the uh, Naughty Dog team could actually potentially put their magic on. And uh, I'm interested to see if they actually do develop one of the, um, I don't know, the, the you know, throughout the game, you're actually collecting these cards or comic books. You know, I'd be really interested if they actually did actually make a game based on that. You know, I think they've got like a space type drama in there as well. Um, mm-hmm. That would have been cool. So I can't remember exactly what the game's actually called, I'll find it. But um, if they did that, I'd love that whole kind of Last of Us multiverse type or Neil Druckmann verse, you know, that they could develop on. <laughs> you know, Snyder's mm. doing it, so why not? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, what about you? I mean, in a dream, she, she calls obviously, uh, I said, no, he, Jerry from Scotland, says, what do you think want it to be? Uh, what I yeah. want it to be is... Um, a new space game, you know, like an RPG sort of game. You know, I think about the storytelling and the narrative in The Last of Us and the level of detail of the characters. Now imagine that in like a space setting, you know, oh my God, it'd be amazing, you know. So that's what Ah, I want it to be. Well, as you said that, 
Savage Starlight is the name of the comics that you collect in Last of Us 1. And you have to collect them. That's how you get one of your trophies, right? So um, if they did that, yeah, man, that would be, that'd be crazy. Amazing, so I'd love a space game from them. What I think it's, is is him taking the piss and it's just factions. Uh, but I would <laughs> yeah, love it to be... Know. I just want to, it would be really cool because we know they're going to go back to The Last of Us 3 eventually. It's too big of a game not to. But I want a new yeah. IP. I want a new yeah. IP. Don't get it wrong, do they? They went from what Crash Bandicoot, then they yeah. went to Jack and Daxter, then they went yeah. to Uncharted, and then they went into The Last of Us. So they, they're, they're bangers yeah. with the new IP. So let's see another one, you know. And the one yeah. thing about Naughty Dog is that when they go to a new IP, man, just the, the level of excitement and detail you can just tell the love and tender love and care goes into that. So, really, yeah. really excited about that. And hopefully, uh, we find out soon. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks for that, uh, Jerry from Scotland. Uh, our second question comes from Helena uh, from San Diego. What's up, San Diego? Uh, fresh show, lad. Uh, uh, latest PS5. Um, what do you think we will see uh, at the Game Awards this year? Uh, what will win Game of the Year? And one wish for the show. Oh, that's a so, loaded question. That is... It is. It is. Game of the Year. Game of the Year. It has to be Mario Superstars, obviously. Duh. Um, <laughs> jokes. No it is comment. a very good game. No comment. <laughs> no comment. Could you? You love that game too much. No, listen, You'll probably it say Jurassic be. Park. It could, no, no, no. It could be. <laughs> it came out this year. It, Jurassic World Evolution Two just came out. Jurassic World. Yeah. Um, it could. It, listen, it could be. It could be a, a a Mario. You know what? My money's really on though. Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread. That game is. I think if anything is going to win on the Xbox side, it would be Psychonauts <laughs> Two. Um, yeah. but then you don't know what side Deathloop is on. Is Deathloop PlayStation? Is it it's an Xbox developer? Oh, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? So true, true. it's one yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. Um the I think your four front runners are this is just in my head. Um mm. Deathloop, Psychonauts 2, it takes two from EA. Yeah, and yeah, uh, what I hope wins and should win, in my opinion. Is Resident Evil Village, but we'll see. Really? Yeah, but I, I don't know why. I think it All takes right. two is going to steal it. You know, I think it, you know it'll be that or some like unknown indie game that we haven't heard of. You know, PC. Or last Steam. year was it Among Us? Among Us took it last year, wasn't it? No, no, no. So last year was it, it was between the last Last of Us Two won most of it, but it was between the Last of Us Two and Hades. Hades, sorry, Hades. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, but I thought Among Us was up. What, what did Among Us win last year? Anyway, Among Us has been out uh, for years and years, but it probably I know, I know, a constant I know. like service game or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it takes two's a good shout because it's not affiliated to Microsoft and Nintendo. It's a small game, but it just constantly keeps selling. Every time they give a sales, it sold another million. At first they said, yeah, it sold a million. Then it sold two million. Now it's at three million. And this is a co-op yeah. game, which is great to see. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm going to play it with my son as well. Um, so yeah. it should be fun because it's on EA Play now. Sign up for EA Play. Three, I think it's four pound a month. Um, and then just play it takes two of them. So it's the experience, you know what I mean? And I recommend you to do it. You should um, do EA Play for one month and yeah. uh, let your boys just play the game. You know what I mean? And then you can help them. But it's literally just a co-op adventure. You know, yeah, they'll probably so. kick my ass a bit. Yeah, yeah, they probably will just let just leave me for dead because <laughs> they just want to play Horizon. <laughs> but they can't. Uh, but yeah, it's a co-op game. You got to help each you other. Need you need them. Yeah, 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 so yeah, definitely. It should be interesting. Yeah, I'll give it a go. Mm. But uh, yeah, hello there. Uh, thanks for that question. No, well, um, well, that was what our game of the year prediction was. What do you think we're going to see? And what's your wish? So I think we'll see. See, oh Hogwarts. gosh, I think, I think Harry Potter will be there. Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Hogwarts be there. They have to show something from Hogwarts. Um, uh, on Nintendo side, I'd like to see a bit more of uh, Breath of the Wild 2. You know, that's what I'd love to see. Um, I want to see a lot more of, yeah, I want to see God of War, a bit more God of War, um, and probably Horizon Forbidden West. Obviously, we have to show a bit more just to wet the whistles. Okay, um, so and that's it. I think, in terms of a big, Brand big new. game, I think, in terms of it, because you got to remember, like, game awards is where you get, you get the viewers, right? The eyes are on it. Yeah. So I think you do see. I think Hogwarts Legacy and Breath of the Wild 2 are your two big games that they're going to show. Nintendo will be stupid to say, no, we'll do our own direct for it because no matter how popular Zelda is, and you don't get the same viewership numbers as what the, the no. Game Awards. It's like 26 million last year, something exactly. like that. Yeah. So Madness. I think you'll see that. What my one wish 
Alex, hear me now. Yeah. Just a teaser for PSVR 2. And then a couple of days later, there's a date, a state yeah. of play date for PSVR 2. You know what I mean? Like you just tease the headset or something. You just tease, tease the headset. You, you don't show it all. You remember like they teased the PS4 with a blurred image and you couldn't see it. So you just tease yeah. something at the Game Awards and then you announce that yeah, there's a state of play in two weeks' time for PSVR 2 and then you're ready to go. So that's what my wish is, you know. <laughs> that could happen. That could happen. And especially, what the hell's that above my head? Yeah, that could happen. I mean, obviously, when they showed the uh, controllers, I mean, it shut the internet down, right? So, um, yeah, if they could just actually just show the actual unit itself, providing that they've actually got enough chips, um, <laughs> semiconductors, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's all up there, man. It's, it is, it is. it's going to be an exciting year, especially Elden Ring. Oh, my gosh. I mean, after well, watching that 15 minutes of gameplay. Well, you spoke about Elden Ring. I'm interested Ring. now. I was Slayer in that game last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. That game looks all right. Well, you spoke about Elden Ring. There's so much to talk about that game that yeah. uh, this week's Patreon-exclusive show uh, titled The Latest PSX is all about Elden Ring. Again, if you click the link in the description of this podcast, Help support the show, become a patron, you get access to uh, extra PlayStation shows each and every week. This week is specifically about Elden Ring. Alex, it's been a long show, so long that we've had to cut out our uh, Jeopardy and PlayStation 101. It's been that long. So much news to get through this week. Yeah, it's been an impressive week, uh, but it will all be back, ladies and gentlemen. If you do want to get in touch with us, uh, you can email us at thelatestps5 at gmail.com. Uh, that's thelatestps5 at gmail.com. Or you can shout us at Twitter um, at thelatestps5. That's Twitter at thelatestps5. And if you want to show some love with the Patreon, you know what to do. And uh, yeah, give us a like, uh, share, comment, subscribe, you know, all the good stuff. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next week. Wait, do I get the final word this week? And do I actually you get the final word this week? Do I actually get the final word this week? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, last one was like a PS- PTA meeting, PSA meeting. Anyway, go for it. If you ever need a platinum, just email the people and I tell them that this is the mistake that's going on. And you know what? They will cave. And they will bend to your will. <laughs> and you will get that motherfucking platinum, baby. Was it? No, what was it saying? Platinum, motherfucker. <laughs> platinum, motherfucker. Watch out for those t-shirts. They're coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. Good night. <laughs>